The American Forces Radio Network presents The Leadership List. Welcome to The Leadership List, a production of the American Forces Radio Network and the Defense Media Activity, because great leaders never stop learning. I'm your host, George Maurer. In this special edition, I'm talking to two franchisees of Stumpy's Hatchet House, Brandon and Tara Wayman, two veterans from Tampa, Florida, who decided to start their own business as they transitioned out of uniform. They'll tell you how they did it. But first, I'll speak with Stu and Kelly Jossberger, franchise oars of Stumpy's, to find out what's the big appeal about hatchet throwing and why they took a chance on a couple of military members looking to start a brand new life. Stu and Kelly Jossberger, you have a pretty amazing story, but first, full disclosure, Kelly and I grew up together in Toms River, New Jersey, and you were Kelly Montague at that time. You were friends with my next door neighbor, Lisa Broom, and memory can be a funny thing, and I'm not sure if we, we ever really directly hung out together, but our social circles certainly overlapped. We attended the same schools just one year apart, attended the same events. Is that your memory as well, Kelly? Oh, yeah. I think we uh, may have crossed paths at some parties or something like that. And the street your family lived on was Cranmore Drive, right? Yes. Yeah, we lived there uh, until I went to college. Cranmore is about four streets away from where I lived on a, on a street called Pointo Woods. Now, Kelly, let's talk hatchet throwing. You call Stumpy's Hatchet House a social throwdown, and you describe the axe throwing experience as primitive and organic. Your first Stumpies opened in 2016, and now four years later, you've got a total of 40 franchises open or opening soon, and you have a six-step process for participating in the final step being bask in the afterglow. What is it about hatchet throwing that attracts people? I know, you're probably thinking that it's only for the dangerous types, but... Uh... What we're finding is <laughs> what we're finding is that it's really just for for just about everyone. And we do have people, I'll be honest, that come in and they're part of a party or a team building event and they say, you know, no thank you. I'm just here, watch everybody throw. But nine times out of ten, they're back in the training room, they decide they want to try it and they become successful at something that they didn't think they could do. So I think that's part of it is learning a new skill and feeling kind of proud of yourself for doing something that was edgy and maybe a little dangerous or or something that they thought that they couldn't do. So that's the allure. Uh, The other thing is bringing people together. A big part of our goal was to create an environment that allowed people to just get away from technology. And when I say primitive and organic, it's like, you know, put your phone down and really engage and have a good time kind of with doing something not old fashioned, but something that's that doesn't require sure. a lot of equipment. <laughs> a lot of technology. Um, sure. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it, the social throwdown is just what it sounds like. It's it's a very, very social environment, not just with the people that you're with, but also the people around you. We kind of have a crowd mentality there. You know, people are cheering on someone in the next pit over just because they 
got a bullseye finally and we celebrate by ringing the bullseye bell so oh nice yeah it's not unusual for like the whole room to to cheer for a couple minutes and and then go back to their own <laughs> their own group their own party you know some people never get a chance to be a hero so that's always a good yeah. thing <laughs> exactly you're a hero for 3 seconds <laughs> When you were first getting started, now from my perspective, okay, I've spent the last 30 plus years working for the Defense Department, both military and civilian. In my world, we have 15 pages of federal regulations on the proper placement of a waste basket in the corner of a room, okay? <laughs> in my mind's eye, I see you walking into wherever you have to walk into to get a business license for Stumpy's. Behind the counter is a very sweet, well-intentioned, kind lady. She has a Southern accent. I don't know why, but she does. <laughs> and she says, next. And you, you, know, you come walking up. You step up and explain your brand new business idea. After you're finished, her mouth is hanging open and she can't speak. Not a single word. Maybe a little squeak or something like that. <laughs> How in the world in modern America did you find a way to create this business where people throw axes around in a small room? How did you get permission for something like this? Yeah, we had quite a challenge. <laughs> the four of us, Stu and I and our business partners, Trish and Mark, kind of came up with this idea in the backyard and we already had careers that we were looking to pivot from. So my former career was, I don't know if you know this, I was a teacher and then I became a principal. I was a principal of Beachwood Elementary School when this whole- No kidding. Yeah, wow. when this whole concept came to be. So I hear you with the uh, safety and the procedures and things like that. And maybe that was to our advantage because we really didn't look like the type of people that were going to go out and hurt people. I don't know what that kind of person looks like, but <laughs> but we were, um, you know, we, that we would joke like, do we look like dangerous people? But in all seriousness, we had a hard time finding someone who believed in our concept, like they thought it was kind of cool, but they didn't want to rent to us. And our landlord in Eatontown saw our vision and kind of new people in the borough, you know, could really help us get that approval. So we're, we were really fortunate that way. It took a series of probably 10 different places before we got to that point. But once we did, and we had someone who was like, yeah, this... Sometimes you have to reveal things slowly, yes, you know, exactly. a little bit at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, I think our big, um, break was having a landlord that was, um, well-respected in the community who was able to help us get that, that permit to move forward. I am an elementary school principal. We can <laughs> handle this. I imagine that was probably one of your selling lines. Well, it was kind of a secret in the beginning because I really didn't want the school system to know that what I was up to. And Stu also worked for Tom's River Schools. And so it was kind of, not that we were keeping it a secret, but we were, you know, we were taking a chance. We had no, no intentions of making it this business that we were going to franchise. At that time, we were like, all right, let's try this. And if it goes well, that down the road, when we retire, we'll have something else to work with. So it kind of evolved took on a life of its own for sure. Now you, you have a job like me where the things that you do away from work matter. So I know when I get a part-time job, I have to get permission to do whatever it may be. I would imagine you face similar obstacles. If somebody didn't like it, could they have blocked you from doing this while you were still employed there? That's a good question. I mean, I did 
we, we had a, a big break where the, uh, the Asbury Park Press was featuring us, not in the business section where they originally intended, but on the fir- front page of the paper. And so we were- Very nice. Yeah, yeah, it was great, except that we were like, okay, now we have to really let people know what we were up to. So uh, we told the superintendents and they were really uh, kind of excited for us. I think, you know, yeah, there were some people that thought we were completely nuts. And the parents of my school, you know, I was worried about what that looked like to them. But I think for the most part, it was okay. And we kind of sold it off as, you know, a Stu's business. <laughs> so <laughs> that was probably the safe way to go. Now, Stu, you guys have gotten, Kelly just touched upon it. You've gotten some pretty good press. You were on like the Today Show and some other things. Who has interviewed you so far at this point? So yeah, so we were approached by a publicist in 2016, young lady who just graduated college and started a job with a company in New York called Illumination PR. And she came to us and said, I want to do public relations. I think you guys have a great concept, a great brand, and I think we can have a mutually beneficial uh, partnership. This was like just after we started making money in 2016. Mark and I admittedly were like, "Ah." you know, I don't think we need PR. I don't think we can afford it. We did get pushback from the ladies on that one. Uh, Trish and <laughs> Kelly were like, we need to do this. This will elevate our game. So we negotiated a good deal that worked with our budget at the time. Since then, you know, we've been very, very fortunate with, with our relationship with them. They've gotten us in numerous publications and online. The most prominent one was I did have the opportunity to go on live with Kelly and Ryan and th- uh, throw hatchets with Ryan. So that was pretty impressive. A lot of fun. They were great. They were really easy. Of course, once we brought the set in, the the hatchet wall uh, with the targets, everybody wanted to throw. Gelman threw all the all the crew. I was showing everybody how to throw. Um, so you can find that on our website, stumpyshh.com. We also were on CNBC with Becky Quick, and uh, Kelly and I did an interview there. So we've been an entrepreneur. We've been in uh, Esquire, uh, Forbes magazine. So we really were very, very fortunate. I think because it was a new business in the States and we were the first to open, I think we had that fortunate position to be able to uh, to take advantage of that. So uh, really grateful for all the media coverage that we've gotten. That's allowed us to uh, be successful. That's a very impressive start. It really is. Now, Kelly, as an entrepreneur and former school principal, what are some of the leadership principles which have helped you be so successful in your career or careers? Well, you actually started your podcast with one that I say all the time, that great leaders never stop learning. I really believe that as an educator too, that you have to keep on striving to learn more and more, keep up with things. And for our leadership in our Eatontown location, I think it's it's making sure that our whole team feels valued and Every person has a special part in our business and and making it successful. So from the person who's answering the phone to the person who's sweeping up the pits and making sure that they're ready for the next group, um, everyone's really important. And and that's something that we we work hard to keep that going. And then as far as our franchisees, um, when we started selling locations, we were looking for people who had a similar mindset that were fun-loving, but also business-minded and things like that. So we can all learn from each other. Uh, there's people that are bringing a lot of, of talent to the table that may not be necessarily our talent. So in order to to maximize that, you know, just bring everybody together and 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 form some unity. It hasn't been easy in some situations. A lot of a lot of entrepreneurs want to 
have it their way. We're, we're learning how to communicate better and how to um, to listen, you know, and and say no when it's time to say no and to say we'll try that when it's time to say we'll try that. So that's something that we're learning every day. One thing that I've certainly learned over the years is many minds are better than one at figuring out difficult problems. Has that been your experience as well? Yeah, definitely. And uh, we just hired a, a business coach, which you know got to the point where when our business got to be 20 locations open and our four owners, you know, the four franchisors um, have different backgrounds, but none of us have a business background. So yes, we've been involved in businesses, but not to the point where uh, we have a, a huge background knowledge in, you know, business strategy and things like that. So know, knowing when you need help, I think is really important too. It sure is. Well, this is definitely, you've come from the public sector as well. So this step into the private sector had to be a, a huge task. Now, Stu, can you even explain how it feels for this to work so well? You said, hey, in four years, you're going to own a franchise corporate store and uh, have sold 40 franchises with 20 operating in you know 10 different states involving axe throwing. I probably would have laughed at you, right? I was an IT guy. you know. I've been in IT for 20 some odd years. Really, it would have been like, yeah, I don't know what crystal ball you're looking at, but I think it's uh, got a clouded view of the <laughs> of the future because I don't see that happening. But yeah, you know, it just was one of those things where we kind of took a chance. You know, we we had a, like Kelly said, a unique talent pool uh, between the four of us, with Kelly being an administrator, me being an IT guy, Mark being a carpenter, and Trish being in retail uh, merchandising. It just kind of came together, and we were able to kind of put this vision together. And then, you know, been very, very fortunate uh, throughout the process to have a lot of hard work pay off and a lot of luck, you know, I think there's a little bit of both involved. So now, how did Stumpy's get military folks involved? Where and when did that connection begin? How did that connection begin? Well, most of our franchisees found us. Most people went to a place that they that was similar or they went to a, a Stumpy's or, or to our flagship location decided they thought it was a lot of fun, looked around, th saw people having fun and thought, hey, this is going to be a good business. So I'm excited for you to talk to Brendan and Tara. They had come to Stumpy's as guests. Uh, military uh, franchisees are great because they they have the discipline, you know, they've, they've served, they're grateful for opportunities and things like that. And uh, they're, they're this is a young couple. They actually had a baby, um, a few days or maybe a week or two after their opening day. So they've, they've had a lot happening in their lives. But uh, as we, we do have other military uh, franchisees as well. And I think, you know, they're seeing it as a, as an opportunity to do something kind of fun and different and not as maybe serious as their uh, military life. Sure. Stu and Kelly Jossberger, franchise oars of Stumpy's Hatchet House. And next, Brandon and Tara Wayman, and they are two veteran franchisees from Tampa, Florida. Uh, what can you tell me about them? I mean, you've told me a little bit, but is there more that you can tell me about them? I think when I first met Brandon and Tara, they impressed me by their their backgrounds, and they didn't really brag about it. We had to actually pry a little bit and tell, to get a little bit more out of what they did. Just the fact that they they looked so young across the table, but they had done so many things to be worldly and put themselves in line of duty. It was, they were very impressive to me. And they actually came with Brendan's brother 
and his wife to what we call Discovery Day. Um, that's just a, a day where we kind of learn about them and they learn all about the business and then we decide if it's a match or not. And they were going to initially be partners with their family. And then they decided to go ahead and do it on their own. Uh, His brother, uh, Brendan's brother, lives here in New Jersey and they live in Florida. So they went ahead and and did this on their own. So in my opinion, they they took a chance. You know, they took a risk and they're working really hard to make their dreams come true. And I think that's pretty impressive in itself. And now it's time to speak to Brandon and Tara Wayman, two Navy veterans who decided to open up a Stumpy's Hatchet House franchise. And I think being your own boss has to be the ultimate dream for just about everyone, but it's an extremely daunting task. I think most of us lack the courage to actually follow through on that big dream. And here you are, Brandon, you're making it happen. How did you and your wife make the transition from military members to business owners? In the military, you start from the bottom and you work your way up to the top. So it was one of those, hey, you know, I was underneath people and then I was in the median then I was over people. And I was always like, well, I'd like the day where I could like give back and like actually run my own business, be the boss myself, as you're saying. Um, So um, as a long journey, once I was finished with my military career, I was looking at opportunities to do that, let it be any kind of business franchise or like um, I was originally looking to like uh, real estate, you know, doing homes and stuff like that and flipping. But um, uh, the opportunity presented itself in uh, 2017. I was visiting my uh, family, uh, my brother and his wife in New Jersey. We uh, visited the Stumpies for my wife's Tara's birthday. And uh, we did actually two hour session for four of us, which was a lot of work. Now looking at it, it was a great time. It was now, you know, people come in, I'm like, wow, that's gonna be a lot of work on your half. It's a lot of exercise put in. But anyway, so yeah, you know, um, we started throwing that night and uh, we were having a blast. About an hour in, Stu came up to us and started speaking to us. And he was talking about how Stumpy was looking to franchise out eventually here. This was like I said, in 17, when they're beginning that. And I was like, wow, that's a heck of an idea. You know, like this is what I'm looking at doing. I'm finished with my military career and I want to like be my own boss per se, you know, be in charge of my destiny per se, you know. So we left that night. You know, I talked to Stu. He gave us good input. I left that night, talked with my wife, Tara, a couple months later. Um, it was brought back up. We're like, hey, let's look into this. And, uh, you know, we went and did a discovery meeting in October of 2017. And then uh, February of 2018, we brought into the franchise it was a great opportunity at that time. That's the direction I saw because it was recreational fun, something to, you know, give back. Plus, I know like uh, me being a military kind of guy, too, if this was by in a military town or by a military base, I've been all over this. Oh, nice. You know, um, nice. so yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent, which, um, you know, I'm pretty sure now like it's starting to spread out. And I'm, you know, we're getting military folk into our place and uh, from McDill Air Force Base and local and they love it. You know, we get a lot of repeat customers. So, but from there, it was just finding the area best available and starting the process and then getting the permits, find the building, find the space and all that. But we opened in September of 2019 and, you know, we're going since. So it's, it was a you know good opportunity and good way to give back as well. Like I said we I always said to have my own business, give back to the military. You know we offer the twenty percent off to military first responders and whatnot. So love supporting it and stuff and hearing their stories. That's really cool of you guys to offer that discount to military and first responders. Now Tara, 
before we get into talking about the Hatchet House, did you really have a baby a week before opening the business? I did. It is true. How in the world did you do that? We still don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing, actually. Very incredible. You know, I remember when my wife and I, we had our children and we could barely handle just normal life you know, without even opening a business. So now what was it about Stumpy's Hatchet House that appealed to you? I mean, selecting franchises, you know, placing your entire future into that particular bucket, so to speak. I mean, what a huge undertaking, a, a massive amount of research. What was the thing that set Stumpy's apart? What made you go, yeah, that's the one? I think it was just the different feel of it. We had such a great time when we were up in Eatontown and we had been talking about different business ventures for when we were, you know, done with our military time and we didn't really want to work for anyone else. We wanted to work for ourselves. And then after visiting there, it's just something different. I think people are uh, always looking for something new to do and not just, you know, going out to eat, going to the movies. And I think Stumpies provides that and they provide that different feel and the social throwdown to be able to hang out with other people and try something new because I would say 80 to 90% of the people that come in our establishment, they don't, they have never thrown an ax before. So I think it really brings people together and they're able to, you know, conquer something new and talk about it the next day to everyone. Okay. Brandon, uh, what leadership skills did you learn in the military, which have certainly translated and are helping you with your success today? Basically taking care of the sailors in the military Now it's taking care of our employees and or our customers, reaching out to them, you know, making the employees feel comfortable that they're important part of the staff. They play integral part, having a talk with them every day when they come in, making sure all is good with the, as we would call in the military, the plan of the day. So basically we go over what has to happen that day, who's coming in, what's coming in and uh, what to expect with the customers. And then when the customers come in, it's, it's reaching out and doing the extra. You know, I, I learned, too, in the military as a leader, too, it's all about communication. And I like not only with the employees communicating, but with the customers. You know, I communicate what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, make them feel comfortable because this is an experience that a lot of people are nervous about walking into because, you know, they're throwing sharp objects to that extent. And, and I let them know, really, at the end of the day, you're going to feel you're going to get a little bit of a workout in. You're going to get a little of a sweat on. And tomorrow you might feel a little sore. I let them all know. I come out from the back or whatever. I let the guys, you know, the employees do their job. And that's when I come out and they're like, okay. And then they start throwing. And then I communicate them like exactly how it's going to go and what the process of it and, and their whole experience. And about half hour in, you know, the, the, the mood and the, and the whole attitude changes on the people that are just, you know, nervous from the get because I feel like communication is huge. And when you let them know in advance and let them know as it's going, it'll make their experience a lot better. And uh, as as far as the employees too, they're all on board with it. So, and then at the end too, I like in the military, it always felt good. You know, you get awards in the military, right? So in my, in the case of Stumpies, I feel like, hey, everybody that walks out of here when I'm there, 
get something like we give stickers away to them, you know, or if, if, if certain cases it's uh, koozies or, or, you know, I give them uh, 10% off or, you know, certain ones, 20% off or something like that to, to make them feel like it was a good time. And uh, it does work, you know, it, it, they, they love it. They, they look up to it. They come back. And that's why I used to look as a military in the military as a leader, you know, people, you know, you lead by example, basically you're out there working with them you know, leaning from the front, not just telling them what to do, you're doing it with them. And that's the way I feel the whole time I'm there. Very good advice. Now, speaking of advice, what advice might you offer to others who are making a similar transition out of the military? Why a franchise? If, if someone wanted a franchise, what advice might you offer to them to help them? I feel that it's, it's a already preset. It's a good starting point for you. So you're not starting from zero. You have guidance, you know, and that's big into the military too, because we got a lot of guidance, instructions, things in place, structure, sure. discipline. Structure is always good. Yep. 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 I, I joined the military for structure and discipline. And when I was a recruiter, a lot of the kids that joined or the Deppers or whatever, sailors now, they want a structure and discipline. And that's what a franchise is. It's, it's structure, discipline, set in place. It's guidelines. If you go thoroughly by the guidelines, you know, Stumpy's has that all set up. They had it all set and it was fantastic. You couldn't, you know, you can't beat that. And um, we just follow by the, the guidelines of it and, and set us up to where we're at now, you know, with, from everything to the, the design of our place, to the way that the target systems work. Uh, we have POS systems. Everything's been set up in place instead of me, just like if I want to open up my own hatchet throwing business, I, I wouldn't know where to start. So this is like perfect for a military-minded person. Now, POS has a couple of different definitions. Can you please define which one you were referring to? Point of sale <laughs> system, basically. Yes, yes. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's fine. Sorry about That's that. That's okay. That's all right. We we in the military, <laughs> we love our acronyms. Yeah, I've learned that too. I got to try to keep my acronyms down while I'm in there because a lot of time people look at me funny. I'm like, oh, can't say that. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't understand that. Yeah. It's, it, we... we we definitely have our own language. There's no doubt about that. That's the truth. Brandon and Tara Wayman, franchisees of Stumpy's Hatchet House, Tampa, Florida. Thank you for joining me today, and I wish you nothing but great success in the future. And for those of you who may be separating from the military soon and have dreams of owning your own business, you may be able to follow in Brandon and Tara's footsteps and find a franchise that's suited for you. And thank you for listening to The Leadership List a podcast produced by the American Forces Radio Network and the Defense Media Activity. I'm George Maurer, and remember, great leaders never stop learning. The Leadership List is a production of the American Forces Radio Network. Creative consultants Dave Beeson, CEO of Sound That Brands, a podcast development business, and AFN Radio's Grant Peters and Tom Arnholt. Additional narration provided by Tony Scott.